I'm going to preach a message this morning as we continue through this series entitled Unsearchable. If this is your first time here, welcome to Oasis Church Chicago. My name is Pastor JP. It's such an honor and a privilege to have you be a part of our family. We have a saying here, welcome home. You can come to this space. You can come to this place. No matter where you've come from, no matter what you've done, what you believe, you are welcomed here in this place. The reason why, we believe the grace of God is big enough to captivate your heart. And we pray and ask all week long for this moment that you guys would be equipped, you would be transformed, you would be changed from the inside out, and that you would believe something, that Jesus loves you, that he loves you, and that he sent his son, Jesus came as a son to this earth to die on a cross for you, for you, for me, in your brokenness, in your mess, in your messed up situation, he loves you and he cares for you. And now, not only that, he wants to speak to you. This sermon series entitled Unsearchable has been just that. It's been us trying to, to dial in the voice of God as he speaks to us. Anybody thankful that we serve a God that actually speaks to us? I am. I, I'm so grateful that I serve a God that will speak to me. Whether it's audible or whether it's through his word, whether it's through creation, whether it's through somebody else, he speaks to his children. He hasn't stopped. And we've discovered over the course of the past two weeks of, uh, of just dialing the right s- s- signal. How, how do you hear God's voice? You've got to make sure that you're dialing in your life into the right signal. You're connecting your life to the right source. And so some things in life, in my life, have to be removed in order to dial in the right signal. It's good, right? Have you been able to do that over the past couple weeks. I've heard reports that people have, have sent texts or called or, or said to me, man, I, 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 I'm hearing God's voice. I, I, I don't know if it's like the way that I'm supposed to, but I'm, I'm feeling this leading. I'm feeling this, this guiding. I'm feeling this peace more than ever before. And I'm saying to them, that's God's spirit speaking to you. Heed the voice of God. Take note. Listen. Dial in. Lean in and listen for it. It's not unsearchable. That title for many people is like, what are you talking about? No, God's voice is searchable. God's voice is going to speak. And this morning, I've entitled this message, Your Gain. Your Gain. I believe something wholeheartedly. When God speaks, it's for your gain. Well, that was a really good place to say amen, church. (laughs) When he speaks, it's for you to grow. It's for you to be transformed. It's for you to know and to remind you how much he loves you and how much he has in store for you. So when God speaks, it's for your gain. I think today, more than ever before, we as a church in this world, if I'm being honest, are desperate for something. We are. We are so desperate today. You, you watch the news and you see what's going on. You don't even have to watch the news. Just walk through life and walk through this world. You see that people are desperate. And I believe today what we're going to look at is is one of the things that God speaks throughout his entire word that is so valuable that the scripture that I'm about to read says it's like treasures. That the way that he speaks and what he speaks, this point is valuable. You may walk in here today saying, I haven't heard God speak to me. I don't hear God speak to me. I don't understand what you're talking about. Today, I believe we're going to cover something that he speaks every single day. This today... Is something that you can walk out of here, and you can hear it, and you can heed it, and you can walk in it. Can I be honest? This is something where there's days where you're going to hear a great thing from God. You're going to know a plan. You're going to know the next steps. But then there's just the everyday life called the mundane life, right? 
You know what I say, and I've said it a lot lately, the mundane, that's where the most growth happens in people's lives. Just the everyday life, and in the everyday life, God is still speaking something, and what he's speaking today is something we need to hear. And you know what the word is? Wisdom. Whoo! <laughs> Wisdom. A heavenly language that is, if listened to, it's, it's filled with peace, it's filled with joy, it's filled with grace. Wisdom. Wisdom makes simple people wiser. Wisdom makes young people or young people in their walk grow stronger. It makes them grow in judgment, in good judgment, in good knowledge, in good insight. Wise men, wisdom makes them wiser. If you think you know it all, <laughs> let me be the first to tell you this morning, you don't. Welcome to church. It's awesome to have you. I don't, you don't, none of us do. But God does. He's the almighty. He's the all-knowing. He's the all-wise. And wisdom is crying out more than ever before. Wisdom has a voice that is crying out to the people today more than ever before. And I believe that I didn't come, me and my wife did not come to Chicago to build a cool church we came to Chicago to build a strong church, a church that's going to stand up in the face of darkness with the light of Jesus Christ saying, no, we got more for you in store. We got a lot more to share with you. Yeah, this racism, this segregation, this nonsense, this hate, that's of Satan. Jesus Christ showed up on a cross so that none of this has to happen. We walk in wisdom as a church. And I want you guys, as followers of Jesus, whether you know him or not today, you're going to know him today. We want you to walk in wisdom, because wisdom is what really allows you to walk day in and day out with Jesus. It's the voice that he speaks through. It's the microphone in which he speaks through. Anybody desperate for wisdom today? I, I, I just, three of us, we're all going to pray together afterwards. Open up your Bibles to Proverbs 2. Beautiful passage of scripture. I'm going to read it. It's going to be up on the screen this morning. Do you love your Bible? Do you read your Bible? You want to hear God speak? Read your Bible. <laughs> Shut it down. Everybody go home. We had church. Amen. You want to hear God speak? Read your Bible. It'll speak to you every day. I love the Bible. You know why I love the Bible? While you read it, it reads you. I read that. I'm like, man, did you? Woo. That's hard, but it's awesome. Because it's filled with love and grace. Anyways, Proverbs 2. The value of wisdom says this. My son, if you receive my words and treasure up my commandments with you, making your ear attentive to wisdom and inclining your heart to understanding, yes, if you call out for insight and raise your voice for understanding, if you seek it like silver and search for it as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom. Everyone say, gives wisdom. For the Lord gives wisdom. This is awesome. From his mouth, from his mouth, from his mouth, he speaks knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk in integrity, guarding the paths of justice and watching over the ways of his saints. Then you will understand righteousness and justice and equity, every good path. For wisdom will come into your heart. For wisdom will come into your heart. I am so thankful for that. 
For wisdom will come into your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Jesus, these are your words. We rest on them today. We need them. We, we, we ask that they speak to us, God, that you have your way in this place, that, Father, we grow in wisdom and understanding of who you are for your goodness. We trust you. We believe in you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Can you keep playing? Any of you uh, ever been instructed by someone that when they teach you something, they say to you, this is for your good. This is for your gain. I remember as a young kid, oftentimes that was my life as, as a child with my parents. They would look at me and say, JP, we are doing this because we love you. And what they were doing often was either disciplining me or grounding me for 14 weeks. They said, JP, oftentimes when they were doing that, they said, this is for your good. You need to learn. You need to understand how we operate in this family. And they would oftentimes say, we, we're doing this because we what? Everyone knows we love you. <laughs> How many of you know you're sitting there as a teenager going, you don't love me. You hate me. And this is why you're grounding me. But we all know that when they would do that stuff as parents, it's because they loved us. There was a point, though, when I was uh, about 14 and my brother was a few years older than I. And we were in the summertime and, and it was beautiful outside. It's kind of like today, sunny, but a little bit warmer. And uh, we, were, we, were, we were in the house and we were fighting a lot. We were, we were fighting a whole lot, as just brothers uh, just somewhat do at times. You shouldn't do it, but we were just young and dumb. And we would fight with each other. And we began to not only fight, but we began to complain about each other. And so my dad had this brilliant idea, beautiful idea. It was probably the best idea he has ever had. We awake one morning to the sound of a foghorn going off in our bedroom. We shared a bedroom together. I'm not kidding you. At five in the morning to a foghorn going off in the bedroom. I thought Jesus returned. Wake up, shoot out of bed, and my dad says, this is for your good today. I said, what in the world could be for my good this morning at this early? Nothing good happens before 7 a.m. And he said to me, wake up. And he said to my brother, get up out of bed, put some shorts on, put your work boots on. We got some stuff to do. I said, stuff? He said, yeah. And all of a sudden, I hear that kind of noise that a semi makes when it's backing down a street, right? You know the noise that you hear when it's in reverse. Anybody do work like that? You, you know. My dad was a construction worker, so I knew the noise. And I'm thinking, what has he done? We walk out, and in the front of my parents' driveway, my parents had a long driveway, there is a semi with a whole bunch of wood on top of it. I'm talking plywood. I'm talking, every, I'm talking big pieces of wood. And I look at him and go, what are you doing? He goes, this is for your good. This is for your good. And what he says to the guy that's there, he said, unload all this stuff. And I was like, oh, cool, he's going to unload it. I don't still know what's going on. No, no, put it in the street. Put it in the street. Yeah, my dad looks at us and goes, I'm done with you guys complaining. I'm done with this. This is for your good. You're going to build a shed. Dad, I'm going to build a what? You're going to build a shed, and you're going to take all this wood, all this plywood, and you're going to carry it down the driveway together. It took us three weeks. <laughs> three weeks of my summer from five in the morning till seven at night to build and to carry this wood to the back and build a shed. Why? Why, Dad? Why would you cause my summer to turn into this? He said, it's for your own good. 
It's for your good. You need to learn to stop complaining. See, I think today, if I can be honest, this is a powerful passage of Scripture. And this has much insight. You should go home and read this over and over and over and over again because it will speak to you. But you know what I think that God's trying to speak today more than ever through wisdom is stop complaining. That's a hard thing to hear. Stop complaining. I think the church more than ever today is filled with people that are disconnected to the Father's voice. So in return, being disconnected from the Father's voice, they become connected to the world's voice. And the world's voice is filled with complainers. And so we as the church, as followers of Jesus Christ, have become complainers. We've become complacent. We've become just, this is how life is, and this is what happens, and this is how God speaks, and this is all this. So if the world's doing it, I'm going to join with the world. Today, more than ever, the church is the same voice as the world's voice. Yes. (laughs) Do you catch that? More than ever before, we just lost a mighty man of God, and during this month of Black History Month, we remember mighty people that have strong voices But we lost a man, and that man spoke his voice constantly. And you know what it sounded like? Not like the world. And people look at these stadiums, and they look at these mass gatherings, and they're like, that was awesome. But that was just for back then. You know why it was awesome back then? Because a man heeded the voice of God instead of the voice of the world. And he cried out for wisdom. And he stood in the face of adversity, and he said, no. Jesus died on a cross so that I could have wisdom in this life. So that I could be wise, so that I could understand. And he spoke truth. What if we as the church started to live wise? I'm going to pose some questions today. Because I think we need to start living wise. Right? Right, babe? I think so. I think that we as believers can start to turn the page of saying, this is how I used to live, this is how I used to act, this is how I used to give in to opinions and to things that aren't wise. We as the church are speaking out of opinions more than ever before, and the opinions that we're speaking out of carry no weight with this. It's truth. It's the truth. We got social media keyboard killers on there just knocking people up. Like, yeah, I'll show you. And it's destroying us. But you know what we're saying? I'm wise. I go to church. I read the word. I have the wisdom. No, I don't. We don't. Who does? Jesus Christ. And if maybe, just maybe, we started to get alone and we started to dive deep and we started to go deeper with God, we would say, you know what, God? I don't need to give to that. I don't need to talk to them. I don't need to give in to that little, tr- that little nonsense that's going on on my Facebook page. Better yet, I'll just delete Facebook. Better yet, I'll just delete Instagram. Better yet, I'll just delete all social media and everything else because that's what the world is doing, and I don't want to be a part of that because I got some wisdom that I can share with people, wisdom of your cross and of your empty tomb and of your love for people. And so if I can start to live in that wisdom and start to walk in that wisdom, I don't know about you, but this gets me fired up, that I can walk up to a situation and be like, hey, listen, guess what? The world may be saying stuff to destroy you, but I got something for you that's going to give you life. But we're walking in our own wisdom, in our own understanding. I've been taught this. 
This is what I know, JP. This is how I was raised, JP. Yeah, but what does the word say? What does God say? I think he's trying to speak to us today more than ever before, and he's saying, hey, listen, let's get wise. Let's seek for wisdom more than anything else today. Let's, let's have an understanding, and let's, let's, as we have an understanding, let's watch a desperate move of my spirit take place. I, I, I don't know about you. This may not be making sense, but, man, I want to live wise. I know I say a lot when I pass away, I... I want things on my tombstone, right? Great message this morning. I, I want to I hear like I was an amazing husband more than anything else. An amazing father down the road. I, I want to hear those things. But man, one of the things that I would love to hear is he was wise. And, he, and in his wisdom, he treated people with love and respect and care. And he loved people no matter how they treated him back. Do you want that? Do you want to live wise? Do you want to live in your own in God's understanding instead of your own truth? This is just my truth. You all know what I'm talking about. You've heard it more than ever before. People are like, well, I'm just living by my truth. Me. If I believe this, then you got to accept it. And if you don't accept it, it's my truth. So whatever. No, I've had these conversations with people, and it's awesome. I love it. I go, your truth. Great. So your truth, you live by your truth. So if you live by your truth, and this person lives by their truth, and this person lives by their truth, we're all living by our own truth, and in reality, there is no truth. Because at the end of the day, you're all going to believe what you believe, and it's never going to help anybody. So we live in this culture today, right? We live in this world of, I'm going to believe what I believe. We do this. I don't even know what I'm doing right now. You know what's crazy? The same thing happened in the garden. See, Satan showed up and said, oh, that tree that God told you not to eat, that's his truth. Live by your truth. You eat that apple, you're going to become wise. The scripture says that in Genesis 2. It says, hey, yo, to them, to Adam and Eve, you eat that apple, you're going to become wise. Touch it. Eat it. And they did it. And how many of you know they messed it up for all of us? Thank you, Adam and Eve. But this is the truth, right? They chose to live by their truth. Instead of saying, oh, whoa, God put us in the most beautiful place in the world. He, he gave us everything and he said, don't touch that. We don't need to touch that because that's my truth. I want God's truth. God's truth is in the garden. Hello, where there's love and there's grace and there's joy and there's freedom and there's life. And then when they started to choose to live by their truth, they found death, destruction, and hopelessness. Do we want to live by our truth or do we want to become wise and live by the truth of Jesus Christ because his cross paid for it for us? This doesn't happen just because I say, oh, become wise. It happens because Jesus Christ paid for it thousands of years ago on a cross and said, in return, you can live with hope. You can live with life. You can live with peace. You can live wise, my children. Stop the nonsense. Stop running recklessly. Stop trying to gain the world's wealth and losing out on God's wisdom. It's just the part is God speaks wise things for us. Wise things for us to understand. We need to start living wise, living biblically, and living by the Spirit of God. No longer just living off of emotions. Well, this is just my emotions. This is how I act. This is just who I am. Really? 
no, really, like, is that, is that really what you believe God has the best for you? To just wake up every day feeling depressed, feeling lost, feeling angry. I told you guys sometimes I wake up just angry. Look over at my wife. She's, like, all smiling in bed because she's got the best smile in the world. I'm like, no, I'm angry today. Why? You just woke up. I don't know. You know why? Because Satan messes with our emotions. He attacks our emotions, and God is calling out wisdom, saying, whoa, JP, slow down. No, 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 that's not, that's not what I have for you. I got something wise for you. I got a fullness of joy for you. I got life for you this morning. Choose me. Choose me today. Choose me. Imagine a church if we just started to rise up and living biblically and living by the leading of the Holy Spirit. What would happen in this city? Honestly, what would happen? You know what I think would happen? We'd have stadiums filled with people coming in. Wanting what we have. Desiring what you have. Desiring the joy that you have. Not one day super highs and then the next day super lows. No, just walking day in and day out with peace, with love, with strong character, with integrity. Going, I want that. Because this world's left me empty. I see how the world lives. They're not living wise. They think they are, but they're not. And it's nothing. Can I just be honest? I love it. I love the people of the world, and you should too. If you're a follower of Jesus, you should love them. But you should be desperately crying out for God to fill you with wisdom to speak life to them. That's how revival happens. Not just us up here wishfully hoping. Revival, come, please. No, it happens when we start to live wise and we start to live by the Spirit's wisdom. And saying, okay, God, I hear, I hear what you're saying. You don't want me to go there, I won't go there. You don't want me to get involved in that conversation, I won't... I hear you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's, yeah, I got you. Oh, oh you don't want me to, to, to be a part of this situation over here? Okay, God, I hear you. I, I got you. Because wisdom says what? It calls out to you. So no matter where you're at, no matter what situations you're a part of, no matter where you're sitting at, you can hear wisdom. It doesn't, doesn't happen when you open up the Bible and get in your quiet time. You can start to hear wisdom, and as you hear wisdom, you can impart wisdom to this world. You can give wisdom to people. So when everyone else is like, hey, yo, Jay, why aren't you coming over here and hanging with us or talking with us the way we talk? I can go, hey, that's not the best way to live. Why don't you come over here? <laughs> why don't you come in this camp? This is a lot better. Let me show you something wiser than you know. Not to be know-it-alls. Can we just not be know-it-alls, church? But can we be wise that people desire to see us. Is this encouraging you? We got to live wise. A few things and we're going to close today. The truth is, is that you have to be willing to receive his words in order to gain. You gain from his giving. And when he gives, he gives stored up wisdom, shielding, and strength. Whew, I love that. You have to, the first is this, you have to be willing to receive his words in order to gain. The first verse in that proverb says this, my son, if you receive my words. What are you, what are you saying here? Why, why didn't you just say, hey, my son, receive my words? Because this is a choice. This whole walk, this journey, this faith journey, it's a choice. You choose God because choosing God is choosing love, and you have to choose to love. I have to wake up every single day to choose to love my wife. You know why marriages are being destroyed? Because husbands or wives are waking up choosing not to love their spouse. It's a choice. It's not just on your wedding day. I love you forever. I do. But I got to choose to wake up to love her. She has to choose. Pray for her. She has to choose a lot to wake up to love me. No, it's the truth, though. We have to choose to receive God's words because you can block them out. We talked about it. 
sin blocks it out. Well, the way the culture speaks is, is different than the way that God speaks. So you can allow other things to speak to you, or you can say, you know what? I receive your commands, God. I'm opening up my heart to receive. We live in a day and age where we want to gain everything. And the word says, what is it? Uh, gain a man to profit the whole world, but to lose the soul. Right? Like we want everything. We are, we are such a generation more than ever before. We have to have it. I got to have it now. I need this right now. This next thing is going to make me feel better. The, the, the things that, that I see the world having, the, the things that I see my neighbor have, having, the, those things will make me feel better about myself. Instead of saying, I don't need anything from this world. I just want Jesus. And I want his words. Because his words will carry you. Do you guys know that? Can, as, a, as a pastor, I think that's the... The, the biggest thing I can say to you, that God's words through his Holy Spirit will carry you. Can I, we have, my wife and I, we have, in the past couple months, we've had to walk through some heavy stuff. And as walking through heavy stuff in moments, we have had the opportunity to choose to listen to the things of this world. We have had the opportunity to look at each other and go, wow, that, that, yeah, that, that would make us feel better. Oh, we could become angry. We could become bitter. We could become envious. We could become all those things. We could do that. Or, even in the midst of chaos and, and just confusion and just why, God? Why? We can choose to listen to his commands, to his promises, to his voice. So the first thing you have to decide when it comes to wisdom, when it comes to strength, do you want to listen to that or do you want to listen to the world? Do you? Do you want to have the abundant life that we talk about? Like, do you understand that, that God wants the abundant life for you? Wow. Really, God, you want the abundant life for me? Yeah, he does. But do you want to listen to it? We, we live in this day where we have to be so sensitive with our ears to hear God's voice. we got to be so sensitive to understand that wisdom is calling out. And what he calls out, you can heed it or you can leave it. You can heed it or you can leave it. Even in the worst pain and in the worst trials, you can still know that his promises are good, that he loves you, that he's for you and not against you, that he that began the good work and you will carry it into completion, that he's behind you, he's in front of you, he's next to you. See what I'm doing here? These are all words that I've stored up because I've allowed his voice of wisdom to speak to my heart. So when the world comes, I'm like, <laughs> I do that a lot. If you see me walking through the streets and I'm just like doing this stuff, you're like, that guy's nuts. He's out of his mind. But I think we have to be able to say, you know what? Yeah, I want to receive. I'm open to receiving. I need wisdom, God. I'm lost. I'm, I'm in a messed up situation. I, I just feel empty. I feel like I'm just going through the motions and it doesn't feel good. God, I'm open to receiving what you have to say to me. I've listened to everything else. I'm open now. I'm open, I need wisdom, I need the deep wisdom of heaven, the things that only you can speak, the unsearchable, the hidden things that you want to speak to me. I'm open, are you open? Are you open to receive it? If you receive my words, you decide today, heavenly wisdom or earthly waste. You decide today, 
to receive heavenly wisdom or earthly ways that even in the midst of pain, he can still speak life. Second thing is this. You gain from his giving. Verse 6 says this. For the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. From his mouth. God does what? He speaks it. So if you are open to receiving, if you have a heart posture and a mind posture to say, you know what, I need to cancel out all the noise and I need to start focusing in on God. I'm open to receiving. When you receive, you gain from him. Gains. Gains. Gains, Courtney. Gains. You gain from him. We gain from so much stuff in this world that's leaving us with nothing. What if we gain from him giving wisdom, for speaking out wisdom to us, for speaking out understanding, because it says it comes directly from his what? His mouth. His mouth. He spoke creation. How powerful is God's mouth? Woo! Anybody ever think of that that way? So the same thing he's speaking out of his mouth to you for wisdom, for understanding, he spoke existence. Woo! That's just how big and good he is. So if he's willing to create all this and just speak it, he's willing to speak wisdom to you. But see, we think this, and I'm going to wrap up here. We have this perception in this world, in this life, that when God speaks, the only thing he speaks is to take stuff away from us. Right? I mean, I think that I, I, I fought that, right, as a young believer. I fought that when I was wrestling and trying to come to grips with who God was, I would oftentimes pray and the things that I would hear from God, or at least I thought I heard was, get rid of this, get rid of this, get rid of this. And there is a season for that. If you're a new believer, there's a season where he just starts to take some stuff away. It's for your good, I promise you. But as we grow in this faith journey, as we grow in this knowledge and depth of who God is and this love and understanding, all we think we hear is God telling us No. <laughs> Anybody ever walk through life that way? Like, God, all I'm hearing is no from you. I just hear no. When are you ever going to say yes? <laughs> I want a yes, God. <laughs> I want you to just say yes to me. The thing about it is, is that when he says no, it's wisdom. Oh, maybe that didn't make sense. Let me try it again. You want a yes, and in his yes, the yes answer is from his no answer. Because when he says no to you about some things that you want in life, it's for your good. It's wisdom from heaven. So when you're saying, God, I want a relationship. I'm ready for a relationship with somebody. Mr. Wright, bring him to me, please. I'm ready. I'm ready for it. And he says, no. You're like, oh. But I'm ready. I'm tired of going to weddings and raising up the finger when all the single ladies come on. I'm ready. And he says, no. You know why? Because he's saying no so that he can grow you. He can shape you. He can mold you into the person that you're called to be so that when you do meet Mr. Wright or Mrs. Wright, when you're ready for that, you will be ready and you will be wise and you will grow. You will gain from it. Don't take the no as a negative. Take the no as a positive. Like, yes. All right, you not let me do that yet. So I hear it's your wisdom. I heed it. I take it. Give it to me more, God, please. Speak it, please, 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 please. Because you know what? If you keep saying no to me, it's probably because it's not the right thing for me. So I trust you in it instead of becoming all bitter and angry and resentful towards God because he loves you so much that he might say no to you. Say, you know what? This is probably for my gain. This is for my gain. 
I, I love Solomon. I'm wrapping up here. Solomon wrote Proverbs. He was a wise man. He was the son of David, King David. He was wise. He was awesome. He wrote that Proverbs because he walked through life and understood it. But before he wrote that, he wrote in 2 Chronicles, he prayed a prayer. And this prayer is powerful. He says this in verse 7. In the night, God appeared to Solomon and said to him, Now God says this, ask what I shall give you. What is God saying? Ask me for whatever. How many of you know, if I'm in that room, I'm like, oh, I got a list, bro. I got a long list. You want it? You want it all? You know why? Because I don't walk in the wisdom all the time. Solomon knew what's up. He said, God's here speaking. God's speaking. God's speaking. He's here in the room, and now he's asking me to ask him for whatever. And this is what Solomon says. And Solomon said to God, you have shown great and steadfast love to David, my father, and have made me king in his place. He's the king. O Lord God, let your word to David, my father, be now fulfilled, for you have made me king over the people as numerous as the dust of the earth. Give me now wisdom. He is the king of a lot of people. If I'm the king of a lot of people and I know that i got to reign and rule well, I'm going to be like, yo, I need some people to help me do this because this is hard. Bring the better people. I need more land. I need more places to put these people. We're running out of food. Oh, my God, help me. And Solomon just has the wherewithal to say, God, give me wisdom now. Give me wisdom and knowledge to go out and come in before this people for who can govern this people of yours, which is so great. God answered Solomon, because this was in your heart, because you sought after wisdom, because you asked me for wisdom, the depth of me, wisdom. You asked for wisdom from heaven, and you have not asked for possessions, wealth, honor, or the life of those who hate you, and have not even asked for long life, but have asked for wisdom and knowledge for yourselves, that you may govern my people over whom I made you king. Wisdom and knowledge are granted to you. I will also give you riches, winning, possessions, and honor, such as none of the kings had who were before you, and none after you shall have the like. Woo! If you just maybe start to ask God for wisdom right now. Imagine what would come with it. Right? Solomon just asked, I need wisdom. And God's like, that's my dude. You're desperate for me to fill you with wisdom. You're desperate to know my thoughts. And you're desperate to know what I've called you to do. I'll give you wisdom. But guess what? I'm going to give you above and beyond wisdom. Because your heart was for wisdom. You wanted to hear wisdom before you heard anything else. You wanted to receive wisdom before you had the riches of this world. You wanted wisdom. So because in order to have wisdom, when you got the possessions of this world, you knew how to handle it. See, we want the world. We want everything. But you're not ready. You can't handle it right now. Because we're not ready. We're not wise. Imagine if you start to ask daily, God, speak wisdom to me. Speak understanding to me. Help me know the wisdom of God. Watch as he does it for you. Three things that he gives you. The third point is this. You gain stored up wisdom, shielding, and strength. You ask God for him to gain, for his gains. You ask him for wisdom, you're going to get stored up wisdom, shielding, and strength. He says in verse 7, he stores up sound wisdom for the upright. You know what I picture there? This is just me. So don't get all like theologically crazy on me. This is just me. 
You know what I think it happens? Is that God is up there, <laughs> wherever. He's there. And God is just storing up wisdom. He's got a Joey. He's got a, a Brennan in mind. He's sitting there, and he's like, I got some stored up wisdom for that dude. I got some stored up wisdom for that dude. I got some stored up uh, wisdom for her. I got stored up wisdom for her. He's storing wisdom up as you seek him, as you come to know him, as you grow closer to him. And one day, he's going to start pouring out that wisdom onto your life. But it's stored up. It's the, it's the store. You, eh. Some things are better when they're older. I, I, I believe that. And as you seek out wisdom, the stored up wisdom, it's the better wisdom. He's going to pour out abundance of wisdom. He's going to pour out abundance of it as you wait for him. It's going to be more and more and more. And it's going to be richer and richer and richer. It's going to be wiser and wiser and wiser. Stored up wisdom. I want stored up wisdom from heaven. I want it. The second thing he's going to do for you as you seek out wisdom, he's going to shield you. He's going to shield you. Verse 8 says, for he guards the course of the just and protects the way of his faithful ones. He guards from you, for your life through wisdom. You need protection from your life, ask for wisdom for your life. Because some of the things that he wants to protect you from, you put yourself there. I put myself there in places and situations, and now I'm like, God, give me, give me shielding. Help me, help me, help me. And he's like, yo, I, I, I was trying to get your attention from wisdom from a long time ago. Okay, so let me intervene here because I love you and Jesus died for you. So let me come and help you, and then let me show you how wisdom will shield you. Anybody want shielding in this life? Yeah, thank you, four of us. We're going to have a Bible study afterwards, and we're all going to pray together. This is good. This means that you can wake up every day, you can step out in this world, and you can be shielded by the things of God. You don't have to waver. You don't have to be knocked around anymore. You can be shielded. The final thing is this. You find strength in wisdom. You find strength. Verse 8 says, for he guards the course of the just and protects the way of his faithful one. When you live wise, he starts to guard your life. I just feel like I'm running around aimlessly. I feel like I have no protection. I feel like I'm getting hit from every direction, JP. You want to know why? Because you're not seeking his heart of wisdom for your life. JP, when you feel like you're just running aimlessly, you're not seeking the heart of God for your life, and when you seek out wisdom, you become protected. You become uh, guided over. You become watched over. I don't know about you, but me, I need his protection. I'm desperate for it because when I'm protected, I can do what he's called me to do. When I'm protected, I can be a better husband. When I protected, I could be a better pastor. When I protected, I could be a better friend. If you want wisdom from heaven, you can be better because you will be protected. Wisdom is calling out from his mouth. Understanding is calling out. Do you want to receive the wisdom? And in receiving it, do you want to gain from it? Do you actually want to take it to heart and say, okay, God, I need a reworking of my heart and of my mind and of my ears because I want to know who you are. And as you gain it, He's going to store it up for you, and he's going to pour it out for you. He's going to shield you, and he's going to protect you. I, I pray that today as we leave here, you walk out of here going, man, I want that. I desire that. Because with the situation I'm in right now, it's hard. I don't have the answers. Wisdom has it for you. Wisdom has the answers. Wisdom has the deliverance. Wisdom has the protection. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? So Jesus, this morning, 
We pray and ask that through the power of your Holy Spirit and the cross and the empty tomb that you just pour out wisdom on people right now. I pray, God, that you'll cancel out the distractions and the noise. You'll cancel out the things that do not belong, God, and you'll speak wisdom to people. I pray that every single person right now that is crying out desperate for understanding, to know you more, to have insight into what you may be saying right now, Jesus, your spirit will speak to your people. With every head bowed and every eye closed, I think this is important because in order to gain wisdom, in order to understand the language of heaven, you got to first know who Jesus is. And many of you know who Jesus is in this room and you've accepted him and you've, you've called out and said, I, I believe Jesus is, is. You all have heard that before. You've never heard it. This is the first time. And you're like, man, I've fought that for too long. I want peace. I want joy. I want heaven to come to my life today. I believe this more than ever this morning. We're going to give this invitation for people. We don't do this every week, but it's important today. Because in order to live wise, you need to live with Jesus. This isn't a guilt trip. This isn't any of that. This is heaven drawing you. If you want to say, you know what, I want to turn my life over. I want to give my life over to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. I want to surrender. I actually want to have wisdom in all situations and circumstances. I want to know the way that God speaks. On the count of three, I just want you to slip your hand up. No one's looking. This is important. It says that heaven rejoices with the one that is found. When the lost come home, when those that are broken receive Jesus and recognize that he is Lord and Savior, heaven throws a party. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, on the count of three, I just want you to slip your hand up and we're going to pray together as a family. One, he loves you desperately. He's crying out for you right now. Two, he died on a cross and rose again three days later for you so that you could have life. Three, he wants you to come home. If you're in this room, slip your hand up right now. Hands are up. Praise God. Anybody else? Anybody else? Anybody else? Don't wait. The time is today. Don't wait. Amen. Amen. I see him. I see him. Would you meet, uh, join with me, church, and pray this prayer together as a public confession? Jesus, I receive you today. Thank you for dying on a cross for me. Thank you for taking my sin, my shame. In my guilt, I am yours, and you are mine. I receive your spirit today. I receive your wisdom today. Walk with me. Talk to me. I love you, Jesus. So, Father, this morning, we just thank you for each and every person that lifted their hands. We just know that heaven is rejoicing, God. Heaven is praising, God, that the lost came home today. So, God, in the name of Jesus, we ask that you will just pour out your wisdom on your children, that you will speak to them in every situation and circumstance this morning. God, that they will know that they can find rest in you, hope in you, assurance in you, God, that, God, you are with them, that you are guiding them, that you are protecting them, and as they seek out wisdom, as they call out for it, you're going to be faithful. You're going to see them through. You're going to love them. You're going to care for them. And you're going to just be with them all the days of their life. Come on, church, if you believe it this morning, would you just stand to your feet as we worship?